welcome to Always More Nerd, where we take a break from the infinite possibilities to talk about the news, reviews, and previews of all things comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and anything deemed nerdy. Today on the pod, we are talking about Dave Filoni's masterpiece, Ahsoka, Spider-Man news, Andor and secret invasion reviews, Aquaman, Loki, and so much more. But first, I am your host, Tim Lichty, and sitting next to me is the man that I have no intel for today, and yes. that is Jordan. What's good? <laughs> What's well, good? And the man joining us from the great state of Wisconsin, that is our friend Justin. Hello. You know, <laughs> I thought about the insult for Jordan when you said that, but you know, it's been a while. Yeah, so. yeah. It's, it's been, been a while, while, guys. We don't got time for insults yes. today. We got to get into it. <laughs> I still love Austin FC. Hey, I'll tell you what. Oh, speaking of, I'm going to LA next month. And I'm going to see a LA Galaxy game uh, versus FC Dallas nice, uh, while I'm there. And nice, so I'm really excited about that. Nice. Love it. I wish I could afford to go see Messi. But <laughs> I can't. No one can, no one can afford it. <laughs> no one got time for that. I'm not a Kardashian. It's crazy, man. It's crazy <laughs> how much, like, bro, he's just. It's, did you see when he went to LA? Leo DiCaprio was there, yes, man. Yes, dude. I wow. just love the way, like, he's just, like, easily getting these, like, goals. And it's, uh, it's just beautiful. It's everyone. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. How's everyone doing, guys? It's been a minute. Good. Life is busy, but life is good. Same. Life is busy and going to be less busy. Yeah. yeah. But I'm still on a town to that. That's good. It's it's kind of good that we waited a little bit longer. We were supposed to record last month, if I'm not mistaken. Um, however, because of the strike and because of everything that's going around, there hasn't been that much to like talk about. So uh, we've kind of waited a while. We are a little bit late, and this probably will be dropped in October, probably, or late September. Uh, we'll see how that works out. But either way, we do got some stuff to share. It's been yeah. a while, and I miss talking to you guys, and I yes. miss you know uh, talking about these nerdy things. So, so you guys ready to get into this? Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about some news. All right, guys. I got three little stories for you. The first one's a pretty nice little chill one. Nothing crazy. Like I said, with all the strike and everything, it's there's not much to talk about because yeah. they're putting much everything on hold. Uh, let's talk about the son of Obi-Wan. Cool. The son of Obi-Wan. So uh, from an article from Nathan Braille at comicbook.com, Lucasfilm's highly anticipated Star Wars series centered on Ahsoka Tano was recently launched, as we will definitely talk about in a minute, and fans have so far adored it. <laughs> adored is a very understated word here. Yes. Rosario, Rosario Dawson appears in Star Wars Ahsoka among, uh, in an ensemble cast that includes Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And if you didn't know, Winstead is married to another Star Wars hero, Ewan McGregor, who is our man, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the man mm. himself. And they just recently actually had a child together. Oh, well, hello there. <laughs> Jason. Nice. Um. <laughs> uh, and so if you were wondering if their uh, child was a Star Wars fan, uh, Winston did confirm it. She confirms that his favorite character may or may not surprise you. Any guesses before? I don't know if you guys read ahead. But any I haven't guesses? read ahead, but I'm going to guess. He's obviously going to be Grogu. I was going to say, yeah, because he's a baby. Yeah. All right, here's Very a qu- yeah, here's a quote from Winstead. I remember coming in with a little newborn boy, uh, Winston told Entertainment Weekly. Once he was ready to be out in the world, that was one of the first places he ever went to, the Obi-Wan set. Oh, how cool. So he was definitely becoming familiar with Star Wars world, even if he doesn't fully understand it yet. He's got Star Wars friends all over the place, like Grogu dolls everywhere <laughs> that he's obsessed with. It's been a part of our lives for a while now. 
In terms of our son's favorite toys, he's got his Grogu. He's got Lola from the Obi-Wan series. There's a lot of dadas around various different eras of Obi-Wan. If he sees any sort of Obi-Wan figure around, that's dada. That's nice. when uh, that's what he knows as it right now. The Star Wars Ahsoka star added. So cute little story. That is a nice story. It's like it's like it truly is. I totally forgot that she was married to him. Yeah. And so like when the series came, I was like, oh, it's a Star I Wars family. Know he was married. That's oh, how yeah. I'm reading that. Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that. Wow. I did know that they were married because at one point I had a delusion that I had to cancel her. And, uh, oh, oh man, <laughs> wow. I, I grew up. Do, do, do we all remember her in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Absolutely. I have not watched. Yes, I have. Oh my no. God. <laughs> it, took me a second, it took me a second to realize <laughs> my mind went to Parks and Rec when you said that. I don't know why it did. It's been a day, Scott for, I guess, for me. Yeah, I have yet to remember her. I had, I had a mad crush on her when I was when I was younger. I mean, she's still great, but she's still great. Yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, let's move on, guys. A couple of uh, short st- uh, news stories that I found that we can talk about: Star Wars Visions to continue the Ronin's story. Uh, Star Wars Visions, which have you guys seen the second season yet? I have not watched the first season. Oh well. It is, <laughs> but I have finished Justin. Justin news. Wait, wait, no, I'm, 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 I'm with you. But you finished Andor? No. Uh, well, yeah, I finished Andor. I thought I told you guys. I told you guys that. No. Uh, no. No. Okay, this is news for the pot and for <laughs> Tim. And Justin well, good. Too. We're talking about later. yeah. Um, I finished that, and I also finished Clone Wars this hey, past week. All right. All right. Rebels. I'm on episode 14, season one. Okay. All right. At least he's trying. He, he's trying. I'm trying. I want you to know that season one is the worst season. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm getting through it. Yeah. I'm getting through yeah. it. You know, if you can watch it on like 1.5 times speed, you know. Right. Is it, that option. <laughs> but they're quick. They're quick. They're like 23, 24 minutes. So they just, yeah, they go by. I watched the first three seasons in a week and a half leading up to Ahsoka. Yeah. Mm. I should have rewatched yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great time. So, yeah. Wait, no. was that your first time watching it? No, 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 oh, no. I, I just say. I, yeah. I haven't watched Visions. I'm getting there. All right. I I've... also have not watched Visions, actually. At all? Oh, wow. I know. And it's wild just considering my love of anime. And right, love yeah. Of um, but just with how busy I was with my last job at the beginning of the year. Understood. I haven't watched The Bat Batch yet either. But uh, uh, I'll either. forgive you on that one. It's okay. But I've been catching up on, on all my TV shows, so it's getting there. Good. Yeah. Good, good. All right. All right, well, here we go. Here we go. Star Wars Visions, the highly anticipated second season of Disney Plus' successful animated Star Wars series, just came out. Star Wars uh, Visions Season 2 debuted with an excellent Rotten Tomatoes score and was favored uh, uh, and was favorably appreciated by fans and reviewers alike. The series has spawned various comic book spinoffs, which I'm highly interested in, one of which was written by Peach Momoko. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Looks right. Uh, and will be released later this year. It was also re- uh, recently reported that another comic book set in the Star Wars Visions world will feature a well-known figure. The Ronin will feature, will, excuse me, will return in a new comic series created by, I'm going to butcher this, Takashi Okazaki? That was actually pretty good. Am I, am I close there? You probably know more than me here on anime, on uh, Japanese culture here. That, 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 that's pretty right. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, this is according to StarWars.com. Star Wars Visions uh, Takashi Ozaki, number one, will expand on Kamikaze Doga's story, focusing on the 
enigmatic Ronin. My God. The Ronin is such, oh, this is a quote. Uh, the Ronin is such a unique character, but one that still feels at home in the Star Wars galaxy. I agree. Uh, Danny Kazim revealed, he was one of the most fan favorite introductions from the Disney Plus series, and now Takashi, Takashi gets the chance to expand upon the history of the Ronin here. We're all blown away with the work he has been doing, and the issue is uh, no exception. The action and intrigue all packed into this one shot is stunning. Yeah, that if you guys need to go watch at least that episode just to get you in. Mm-hmm. My goodness, it's beautiful. Like that's one thing the series just really got for it. Like every single piece, it's completely different, but it's just stunning in its visuals. I like that, nice. So I'm gonna get there. We're gonna get there, Justin. Get there. Yeah. You still? Co- you guys still collecting <laughs> comic books at all? Anyone? Anyone else? Um, uh, I'm not doing the floppies anymore, just because I, I this closet right over here if i were open it you'd be like yeah you need to stop buying comics mm-hmm. <laughs> um, i lost some in the flood and i still have i mean i think i'm down i sold a bunch i'm probably down to like 500 or so okay. right now but like yeah it was over here. <laughs> that's still about 300 more than me yeah <laughs> i was spending like 70 80 dollars at the point it's so. insane how fast it goes yeah, yeah. I feel that that's me with Funko Pops. Yeah, five dollars, no big deal. Yeah. I can do that real quick. You know, this week and next week, or yeah, yeah, it piles up real quick. Nah, I've pumped the brakes. Pumped <sighs> the brakes on those. All right, guys, let's uh, let's spin our way away from Star Wars and talk about our guys, Spider Man. Spidey. Uh, Spider Man Beyond the Universe team have made a silence pact on the sequel. Um, we've talked about Spider Man and the beauty that was uh, across no into across the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. I forgot the order there. Um, so this is from Aaron Perrine at comicbook.com. Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse's uh, entire team has a silence pact around the Marvel movie. Game Radar has talked to the series composer Daniel Pe- Peberton about the next, uh, which by the way, he does a great job, uh, mm-hmm. the next Spider-Verse movie and his lips are sealed. Following that massive cliffhanger at the end of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, the first question out of most people's mouth was, what is going to happen to Miles Morales? I mean, he's going to win, but... Uh, it seems like some of the creative team might have an idea, but they're not letting the general public in on the secret. Pemberton, excuse me, Pepperton, explain how hard everyone has worked on the sequel. With that kind of accomplishment under their belts, some breathing room uh, before. Let me try that again. With that kind of accomplishment under their belts, some breathing room before hopping back into hopping back in is understandable. Quote. Don't talk about it, Pemberton chuckled with an outlet. Everyone in this film, there's a, a sort of pact. No one uh, will talk about the next film because we're all still in recovery from the second one, which mm-hmm. is really I w- really why I want to share this. Yeah. Uh, as for now, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse is delayed indefinitely, but the movie will release at some point. Uh, with the writers and actors strikes going on and a 2024 release date seems more improbable by the day, the last movie was an immediate crowd pleaser, so fans are willing to be more patient until the wait is done. Um, yeah, I agree. I think they should have been taking their time anyways with it. Yes. But, uh, anyone surprised here by no. all this going on? Basic, yeah. Um, not surprised based on if those, you know, animators, ru- I don't think there were rumors. Uh, was that like official? Like the whole like, you know, animators getting like overworked and not having, you know. Well, they had some press conferences about it. Yeah, so with all that going on, I'm hoping the team gets some grace. They should. They deserve it. Um, I just hope it stays under wraps. I hope nobody <laughs> says anything. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's. I think it's great to say that and like put that out, but you know, 
leaks Baby are going to happen. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't see the leaks, man. Yeah. I've blocked every single leaking subreddit that has popped up. On <laughs> yeah. I, can't. I don't even get on Reddit anymore. I can't. I got to stay off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, that's pretty much all we had. I mean, everything else has already been announced as far as delays that we talked about last time. There's not much change that's happened in the last couple months. So, uh, with that being said, I think we're going to move on and kind of just talk about some reviews of shows and whatnot we've been into. So, you guys good with that? Yes, sir. All right, guys. We'll be right back to talk about some reviews. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at at AlwaysMorePod. If you'd like to ask us a question for us to answer on the pod, you can email us at AlwaysMorePodcast at gmail.com. Or you can call us on our AlwaysMore hotline and leave a voicemail question at 254-218-4042. You can also follow all of our social medias individually and as the Always More podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to it. back to talk about some reviews uh like we mentioned earlier in the show not much has come out between our last recording and now and so we've only got three things to talk about today and, and is there, like there's nothing i'm missing here right we got secret invasion we got andor and then i decided we have to talk about ahsoka from what we've got so far yeah but i'm not missing anything right i mean there's been a spill of rumors but i mean it's not really that much fun to talk about it's nothing that's like concrete so i guess this is, this is what i can't got. think yeah. of anything else yeah like, no movies. Oh, we, no leaks. The last I mean, movie, Blue Beetle happened, but, I mean... Um, <laughs> yeah, the last movie we had was The Flash, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> the Flash, yes, it was, yeah. And we talked about that. We did. That it was, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, speaking of bad, let's talk about our first show, and that is Secret Invasion. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, Secret Invasion, guys. I think... Um, mm-hmm. Okay, let's do our normal thing. Let's talk about general reactions. Like, what do we think about just it on a surface level, entertainment value here? Um, first episode, excellent, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, last episode, <laughs> I mean, I got some questions. I wish I was in the room. What we're doing, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it was definitely the most inconsistent, in my opinion, of all yes. the months. Yes. It seemed like it started really strong. Like, there was a point, and at some point, some producer was like, wait, 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 wait. I got a great idea. <laughs> yeah. What if, that like, sounds... I know you've got the good ending, but but what if we do this? Wouldn't this be way cooler? And everyone in the room was like, yeah. <laughs> and they just did it. Like, that, yes. that's what it feels like. Yes. We've all in our creative projects where we're like, yeah, we got this thing going. And then somebody who's higher up comes in and is like, no, we're going to do this thing and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. yeah. Lots of had good bones and, you know, yeah. 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 Cause I remember texting you guys like episode two and I was like, guys, I'm really enjoying this show. I know. Like I was like, <laughs> I remember texting. I was like, I'm so happy about it. like, I'm like, I'm loving the direction. I think I don't, I didn't think I texted you guys about the show after those first two episodes. <laughs> I was loving like the, the PTSD, yeah. you know, like yeah. how much that affected theory, like all of those 
none of the plot points were bad in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Execution of things was bad. The direction of some stuff was bad. Yeah. Uh, also, um, I mean, I'm kind of muddling our bullet points here, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about detailed thoughts. All right, let's, let's mm-hmm. get into it. Detailed thoughts, but like the writer and his statements about Rhodey and how long Rhodey was a scroll and yes, all that fun yes. stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I, I actually kind of ignored it because even like the stuff he said versus stuff that we saw on screen doesn't even line up. Right. If we jump back, because he's talking about like since like before Endgame, but I'm like, we see him not being able to walk without his mm-hmm. actual mm-hmm. thing going on in Endgame uh, and Infinity War, right? Wait, no, Infinity War, Infinity Game, yeah. And when we see him later on, I think starting with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is when he's first time we see him like actually walking mm-hmm. in the but when he comes out of that that whole little scroll chamber, his legs ain't working. Yeah. So, we, I mean, they, they dropped some visual clues, but I'm like, yeah, so that doesn't really line up. And also, I don't think that they would do that. The writer can say whatever he wants, but right. I don't think I would drop <laughs> that. Yeah. Because Feige's on some damage control right now. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like they, they try to make these, like, uh, granted, they try to make these really big, cool yeah. you know, like moves to try to spark things. And it was one of those things that I just don't think it was well thought out. Yes. Like, like they, they try really hard to make some big moves. Speaking of what did we think about Hill's death? I go ahead. Yeah. Jordan, you go, you go. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't, how did it happen? Like, I don't remember, like, I'm trying to actually remember. It was, uh, what's his face pretending to be her, right? Yeah, pretending to be Fury. Yeah. Yeah. I think it sucked. (laughs) I think it sucked. Sucked for her. Like, especially. Sucked for her, especially. And it was just a sucky way to just, like, like, she's gone. Like, there's no, you know, I think it just sucked. That's my personal opinion. That's all I got. I like the way she died because it was just a very, simple death in a way like yeah mm-hmm. just got killed in the field by the bad guy you know just kind of highlighting the fact like oh yo she's only human right when we're mm-hmm. of all these super powered individuals and yeah you know death is you know a suggestion for most superheroes so it's like oh but you're a regular person right yes. and i and it sucked like it wasn't a heroic death it was definitely yes I feel like, that. we haven't gotten that really like the the death of Every time a main character dies, significant usually. Yes. He's yeah. Die because things went bad. Yeah, and it's always like an asterisk to it too. If someone dies, like, eh, is he really dead though? Like, that's is not, he dead? Yeah, dead? That's kind what of I was thing. thinking at first. And with Hill, it's like, nah, yeah, she, she's she, gone. <laughs> <she's> gone. <laughs> and I think that kind of, and I guess like, on the other side of things, it kind of like what well, at least the direction I thought the show was going. I think it kind of did. It kind of once she died, I was like, okay, and then. They're kind of just putting out nobody's safe, like yeah. in this show to survive. Like, we'll get more to the finales and whatnot. With like, you know, when I can't remember her name, uh, Talos's daughter. Uh, um, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so those things. But yeah. Well, what do we think about her character and um, uh, what's her name's performance? Is she the most powerful character in the MCU now, or no? I mean, no. <laughs> That's my question. Okay. And, and, and and this is another and that 
hold on. <laughs> will we ever see her again? Or she's just, you know, will she show up in Marvels? Will she show up, you know, she's just going to be hidden now? Or is she... <laughs> is she answer the question, Just Is she the most powerful MCU character? I'm, I'm going to, first of all, just say that is the... I feel like the most complicated yep. decision. We're not going to say stupid because I don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah. But at first glance, you're like, why did we do this? Yeah. Decision that Marvel has made in the MCU. Like, there have been things that didn't pan out well. There have been drop pop because of real life reasons. Mm-hmm. This one. <laughs> so, I actually laughed so, out loud when it happened. I was like, yo, what the? Wait, is this real? Oh, okay. <laughs> the thing that got me was big arm thing and i was like oh my god yes yes <laughs> i was like yeah but here's the thing i love amelia clark though like yeah i love more of her um i i feel like if they were to bring her back they would probably do something like to like show like oh he's not as powerful as the ability that she's copying or mm-hmm. Hours have faded or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. Because, uh, yo, Captain Marvel's like a really big deal in terms of her power level. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, her first movie reminded me a lot of the first Thor movie where it's like you have this ultra powerful character, so we're going to keep him depowered for the majority of the movie because we don't really know how to deal with that magnitude of power. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the Superman problem. Right. Yeah. Why you always get these bad Superman movies because. Is always a Kryptonian or something or Kryptonite because it's hard to write an enemy for someone who can just step, do... step on you. Yeah, <laughs> so like, yeah. like oh yeah, it's like practically invincible. Like how do you, how do you deal with? It? Yeah, and you know, in the MCU cosmic stuff, you know that power level scales a lot better. Yeah, but her floating around an Earth man is like yo, she could. Mm-hmm. What, what are the Avengers going to do? Right. Like, Thor, yeah. is, Thor is your only hope. And Thor is off being, you know, playing dad. So it's like you don't have anybody else on Earth who's reasonably. Nobody. I mean, you know, some of the Eternals who are still floating around, but I think they're all in space. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's other people on Earth, but, you know, for the, but in the grand scheme of things, like, yo, he's like the most powerful being on There's earth nothing you can do yeah i know kevin is obviously involved in all this and i know he was executive producer but i feel like lately as of late he's been kind of stepping back a little bit and maybe for good reasons but like or with good intentions i should say of yeah. like trying to give writers more room but at the same time it's like things like this i think should be like double checked like mm-hmm. let's let's can we talk about this like like, like maybe what's the big picture of this <laughs> yeah like, are we just gonna plan to forget about like like you said like a these plot drops we've been having and well, like even things. even the roadie but, thing, like like obviously like that is kind of something that kind of shakes up a little bit, like yes. what what we understand the the MCU timeline to be or where we kind of see people right, at. And right. so I think there's there's some things here and then other movies lately that just haven't been as well thought out. Right. I don't think the roadie one's a problem. Like if we ignore everything that the writer said, because you know who cares about that guy. Um, <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's something that will play out further down the line because we've got the new Captain America movie coming up, which is really going to pick up uh, speaking of the finale, 
the way the president reacted to aliens. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, I think yeah. that world order. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I think that's the big important part of the show. It's going to play set the tone for things moving forward. Kind of like in the same way that things were following the comic book secret invasion. Mm. You know, whole book of uh, Spider Woman hunting down roles and basically killing them because she had been had her life taken from her by the girl queen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that that it's set up a lot of good stuff, and I think that we can get a lot of good stuff out of it. Mm. I'm hoping it's some really good stuff for the Captain America movie. I'm sure we will see Rhodey. Yeah. We're going to have a new president, you know, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Cause Fury's like, Oh, you know, that's like some real one-term president shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I think we, we know that, you know, Harrison Ford's going to be president as Thunderbolt Rock, which is crazy. Yes. Yeah. I'm hoping that moving forward, you know, we just had a lot of content, you know, and you know, they said they're flowing in. And I think that's, and I think that we're going to still probably back to that. You know, we got shows like Echo coming out. I'm is it not, though? Is it though? <laughs> they have said like, zero not, things about. I forgot it. about that show. <laughs> Does it come out this year? No, they won't have no, release date anymore, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Good um, heavens! I'll, I'll Google that while I'm talking. Um, <laughs> but like, who who really cares about Echo? But to be fair. <laughs> To be fair, though, January. I mean, January. Okay. I said the same thing about Andor, and uh, I care a lot about Andor. Uh, I mean, I went into Andor with expectations being at like three, and Andor came out of the gate ten out of ten, full way through for me. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, maybe it'll surprise me, but right. So, okay, here, here's the last question, and we can wrap up Secret Invasion, because I think we've given it too much more time than it deserves. Um, was it too big of an event for the scale that they presented in this show? Like, as far as, like, the comic, kind of comic book background and everything, do we feel like they tried to put too much and too little? No, because, I mean, I felt very much, like, in the same scale how they scaled the war. You know, it's like the MCU just isn't big enough for that kind of scale. Okay. I agree. All right, fair enough. Ditto. Uh, last little thing here, predictions. Do we see this thing? Um, you kind of you know, touched a little bit on it, Justin, but do we feel like we're going to see a lot of ramifications in the future movies? I, I guess maybe would we see it in anything else other than New World? Anywhere, other shows, other movies? Any predictions on that? Uh, what's that one? Maybe movie? the Marbles. Since it's directly yeah. after he's sword maybe armored as it was it armor wars is that's what it called mm-hmm. uh, yeah the maybe there yeah yeah those two movies that means we're gonna have real roadie back who's probably dealing with the ramifications of his time away playing catch up and probably hunting down stark armor yeah. for going for his mm-hmm. probably gonna involve the power broke oh yeah that's like that gets that technology gets out there but and I hope they have a good writer. I need to look up who's writing that because that that would be a fun um, piece of you know story to have with Rhodey there. That would be really good. Yeah. Uh, final rating. What are we rating this out of ten? Six. Six. Mm-hmm. Prior to the last <laughs> two episodes, I would have given it like a high seven, if not maybe mm-hmm. an eight. Last two really dropped it down to a six. Mm-hmm. I agree with you guys for sure. Yeah. 
All right. Well, moving along, guys. We're getting out of the MCU, and we're moving on to the galaxy far, far away. Let's talk about what Justin here teased just a second ago. Let's talk about Andor, guys. Um, unlike you, Justin, I had high expectations. I knew the writers of this show. Um, oh, shoot, I did until the second. I forgot their name. Uh, names, but I was really excited because it just gave me Rogue One vibes. I know it, it's obvious to say that, but like it just felt like you know I got a good feeling about this. Complete opposite of you know Han Han Solo or uh, Han, uh, yeah Solo. Yeah. Um, but going into it, I was like, I know the actor, I know them really well, and I like the supporting cast. And so my general reaction to this show was I. I was blown away by just how good it turned out being. I was like, I was seriously comparing it to other shows like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and all these other ones I was watching, and I was just highly impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it took me a while to watch this show, as you guys know. Um, but yeah, a little bit. What t- my expectations were already; <laughs> they were low, uh, lower than Justin's. Um, but I did grow, t- especially towards the end, to watch, like, you know, and enjoy the fin- like the last couple episodes. And uh, not my favorite as much as you guys love it because it's just not my – it was a slow, like, you know, mm-hmm. burning show, and that's not, you know, my my niche, but I did enjoy it overall. Got any th- general thoughts, Justin? <clears throat> Wallace show. I mean, <laughs> honestly, uh, I, I, I won't go that far, but – I mean, I really enjoy the way it shows the rebellion. Mm. You know, things like it's like black and white. These are the good guys. These are the bad guys. Kind of deal and turns into a much more like nuanced thing. You know, doing that for good reason, but right. also looking at people and you know, because everything's always focused on your heroes and whatever. But it's like Andor really shows you the people, the oppressive effect that the Empire has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's really, I mean, great, honestly, like, just to really see that. And, like, I think it's, like, episode three when they're, like, walking on that planet and the TIE fighters come flying. Like, mm. how, we're just like, oh, whatever, it's TIE fighters. But they're like, oh, shit, it's TIE fighters. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you're just normal people just trying to live, and <laughs> TIE fighters can just end your existence. Yeah. Forever. It changed them from being, like, oh, guiltless cannon fodder to this horrible horrible destructive tool of oppression yeah i really yeah and i'll go ahead and start going to the the more fine details here i really appreciated how like obviously it's still pg-13 it's still appropriate for disney plus but i was impressed with how dark they made the themes and how dark they made the actions yes uh my favorite i think one of my favorite scenes in the whole show was um Stellan Skarsgård's uh, performance in that scene where he's giving the the monologue about, you know, what what have I done uh, for this for this uh, cause? And he Luthen's character he he goes into this great detail about what he has had to become in order for the rebellion to last, which is yeah. great because you know in the original trilogy like it's good and bad. There's black and white, and yeah. there's there's some dynamics here and there that are kind of mixed. But like as far as you know, it's good guys, bad guys. You got yeah. the rebe- you got the rebellion, you got the empire. Mm-hmm. But in war, it's never that easy. It's never mm-hmm. that clean. And so yeah. I really did love this dynamic about it. Of there is a gray area that people live in, and they have to ready themselves up with and 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 ultimately destroy their own humanity mm-hmm. for. And yeah. so that that was truly I, I love that. And then 
almost on the complete opposite, you have a character who's supposed to be evil, and that was um, Cyril Karn, the kind of quirky guy from the beginning. Yeah. And I love just how, like, just get to see him in his place with his mom. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? Like, what are we watching yeah, right now? He's having dinner with his mom, yeah. and she's complaining about his, like, performance and stuff. Yeah. And so I just truly love the, this is not the Star Wars I know, but the Star Wars I definitely needed. Mm. I agree. Yeah, that's a good statement. I will say, my sister didn't want to watch it. She wasn't interested. And I showed her that monologue. And she was like, hmm. I was like, all right, cool. Yep, we're going to just add. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, any other detailed thoughts or nitpicks or anything? Um, not for me, no. Papa's, like, basically giving her child up to be like. I know. Yo, yo, you're just like, you're just like giving up. You're like, F you. Yeah. <laughs> Greater good, don't mm-hmm. care. Good luck. Yeah, I love you, but maybe not really. Yeah. Well, it's just again, it's just another layer of that. It's just another layer of like, it, well, and I guess even they kind of touch on this in uh, the Last Jedi when you had uh, Finn and them on that ship with um, what is Bianco del Toro's character? Um, uh, oh, what is his name? But he was showing them how, like, it was the good guys and the bad guys buying oh, these ships. And, the, and it's yes. like, th- it, this war, you think it's clean. You think there's simple mm-hmm. truths here. But it's so much more complex than that. And yes. so I am really hoping that we get a lot more of that in Season 2. A lot more of maybe the rebellion was doomed to fail. Or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, this this republic that comes out of this is not as simple as we want. And I hope Dave Filoni kind of touches on that in future projects as well of, yeah. like, there could be a hubris again, just like the Jedi had. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how the first order comes back. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, uh, I guess final rating, final rating for Andor. Eight out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Like a 9.5. It was just beautiful. I can't complain. Um, all right, guys. That being said, let's move on to the show that is not yet done, but we're reviewing it because we got to. Have we can't. To. We can't Have not to. talk about it. Have to. Let's talk about Ahsoka, guys. Yes. Let's talk about Dave Filoni. Let's talk about just everything. Let's pause episode five for a second <laughs> and just talk about everything prior to this. How are you guys feeling? How are you guys feeling about the tone? About the speed of everything? Um, I felt. In that first episode, it was a lot of fun. The second and third was like, oh, here we go. We got the mm-hmm. pace going it's on here. Uh, but I was still drawn to it, and I was still not bored. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, my only complaint is that, you know, <laughs> I, want, I want, yeah, I want. It's going by fast. I want 26 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a full that's, that's right. Like, give me yeah, like twenty six episodes of this quality. Yeah, like, literally. There's absolutely no way. He just can't can't keep it up. It it is remarkable to see how, and I think this may be a problem with some of the MCU. And I don't want to point fingers or blame everyone, but mm. there's a passion that comes with with what we're seeing here. There mm-hmm. there is a you know, this is Dave Filoni's baby. You know, yes. this is his heart. He, you know, he's he's taking second thoughts. He's thinking about it three times. He's thinking about what would Lucas do. He's mm-hmm. he's having all these kind of thoughts, and to see the kind of care you're getting with this show, 
you see all the, the the respect that you see for Clone Wars and the respect that you get from Rebels. And I love this new, not new, but a, a different insight with Sabine, uh, who I really love as a character. Yeah. Um, I, I truly am rem- just inspired by how Filoni is getting so detailed with something that um, normal Star Wars people may not be accustomed to and now they're getting it it's like yeah. yeah if you watched clone wars and rebels you see that with filoni but now you're getting it in live action and it's just it's, great it's amazing it's amazing um okay so let's let's talk about it. episode five episode five we we have this masterpiece and if you've watched clone wars if you've watched rebels you see all these nice little drops of glory here and there but just let, let's talk about what we witnessed here i think what what filoni did really well with here was showing one of the things that I took away from it was, and I think I saw this from another creator, was like, these guys were kids. Like, Ahsoka was a child mm-hmm. warrior. Yeah. Like, uh, older, child soldier, you know, this is, yeah. Like, like Anakin, like, if I remember, like, we were talking before, like, if I remember correctly, the dude was like 1920 mm-hmm. by the time Order 66 happened. So yes. the dude was a general mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars yes. in his late teens. Yes. Uh, it's just wild to me to think about because, like, when you're watching Clone Wars and Rebels, like, oh, this is so great, this is fun, and you mm-hmm. know, there's some dark themes here and there, but it's like, this is so cute, yes. And you're like, oh, this child is you know killing people, <laughs> literally left and right. <laughs> yeah, left it looks like right. he was 22. Okay, 22. still young, really young. Oh yeah, yeah, that's young. Yeah, yeah, and then I mean, Soka too. Like, and and that's what I, I think one of the great lines in that episode was it's just like you know anakin was trained up in a time of quote unquote peace ahsoka had to be the warrior Mm -hmm. and um man that's why i think ahsoka uh, only only second to obi-wan in my book is truly one of the best star wars characters around because you see her dynamic with the jedi order and clone wars and you see how she treats other force users and rebels and just this now almost Gandalf the White character that we have uh, mm-hmm. in this episode. I think what this episode showed us was just how much respect Filoni has for the subject matter and how mm-hmm. seriously fun he treats it. Yes. Um, he definitely, I feel like there's definitely a lot of like Ar- Arthurian vibe going on, you know, like he's he's got, he loves his uh, like allegories and illusions like you know we've got goal and hottie you know mm-hmm. the first wolves you know balen's goal and and hottie um we got a witch named morgan <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> mm-hmm. um we got a, a knight named merrick sort yeah. of who's dead um yeah i don't know i'm i'm really i'm just really loving loving all of it I've been having a lot of fun. It's really fleshing out how the world is post uh, Return of the Jedi, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People trying to understand like how they're still like Empire sympathizers. Mm. You see it from the perspective of the good guys. And people are like, hey, you know, we, we were better off in this environment. We were making money. It was good for us. And now it's not. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, what did you guys think about... Um... Uh, so we've all seen Clone Wars. What do you guys think about just the flashback scenes? What did we we saw Rex, we yes. saw uh, the Siege of Mandalore, which mm-hmm. my God, I could watch an entire sh- series. Just make on a movie about it. Siege please. of Mandalore. Literally, I don't know. They like, couldn't, like, but I would love I know. it. Yeah, but my <laughs> gosh, 
what do you, what do we feel about the detail that they both gave and some of the detail that I think they deliberately hid? Um, for a detail they gave, uh, which was one of my favorite parts, is when they were there, you know, with, on Man at Lore and you know the, everything that was going on when she was just staring off into the distance and he was like, oh, this is what this is about. Like, you know, kind of hinting at where he's heading mm-hmm. towards. And I think it was like a very chilling moment to like, while he's walking away, I was telling you, as he's walking away, he's walking away as Anakin and then it flashes to Darth Vader, mm-hmm. um, which is like a really like chilling moment, uh, you know, in the direction of, you know, what happens next, like real time and then what's happening as they're progressing in this episode. So I thought that was a, re- a really cool detail. Yeah. You got anything, Justin? <laughs> I, I have a lot. Of I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to organize this. It's, I mean, it's a lot. Well, let me, let me say one more thing here while you're organizing this. I yeah. do, I, I want to appreciate to Filoni, not just for like what he gave us in this episode, yes. but for the matter of fact that we're not for, for Clone Wars. I think just there's a different appreciation for Anakin and mm-hmm. for you know how he like in the movies like it, it it's fine like he changes there's there's a reason for it but in the show it really gives you a like okay i get why he oh yeah ha- like why this happened how this happened yeah and i think what this is reflecting in this episode is war and mm-hmm. and tragedy and and Live and or die right and, you know there's thing, death yeah. everywhere you know of course something tragic is going to happen and yes. so um yeah yeah i don't know else we're going with that Justin, take it away, oh, yeah. brother. Yeah, I know you got something. Yeah. Oh, I got a lot. Um, that's why I was trying to, like, slim it down. I mean, I'm going to back up. I'm going to get back to the Anakin-related stuff, but um, just a few few things of note. Um, um, gosh. <laughs> I'm really enjoying her character arc thus far. Yeah. I know, like, you know, like, some people like I was watching with my sister and she had issues with like her giving up the map, you know, mm. but I'm like, she's a Mandalorian. She's yeah. smart. She thinks Ahsoka just got potentially murdered, you know, it's like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to not take the option that is not me dying immediately and live to fight another day and maybe take the option that's gonna, gonna, gonna let me potentially win down the road. You know, yeah. I think that, I think that there's like a lot of wisdom in the short term surrender. Um, but I'm really liking how her, she's been very conflicted over Ezra because it's like her whole family is basically dead at this point. Mm. Ezra's the only family she has left. Um, I don't think we know what happened to her family. I'm assuming they died in the siege of Mandalore or something similar because they're still, they're still alive at the end of Rebel, right? Yeah, but. Yeah, it's kind of like up in the air because it, it just it's a lot of gray matter because you're not really sure, but it kind of leads to that assumption. Well, yeah, I mean, like at least before the time at the end. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot that happens, and they weren't on Mandalore proper, so I don't really know what happened to them. But it's heavily implied that they're they're gone. So yeah, seeing that that hope and like it's that whole thing, everything is like based on hope. And I'm really enjoying like the dichotomy between how Ahsoka was pre-Anakin experience um, and post-Anakin experience. Definitely, like you said, a Gandalf thing. Mm-hmm. Like you die and you come back, 
Um, but for her, it was definitely a very much a, a moment of like addressing her trauma and dealing with her trauma because she'd become so closed off from all of her emotions in this effort to prevent herself from turning out like Anakin. Mm-hmm. Whereas she's seeing that those emotions and those attachments are things that she actually needs mm. just in a healthier way. Because it's, in my opinion, that's the same way, same reason why she turned away from Sabine and like abandoned her. You know, she walked away because she was like, it, Sabine wasn't adhering to the very rigid way that Ahsoka was allowing things to be. Yeah. But Sabine's a Mandalorian. She's going to do Mandalorian shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which it is interesting that they're like training her, you know, with her aptitude for the Force being pretty abysmal. Right. It is interesting. But it is a callback to, you know, what Lucas had said before um, about how, you know, anyone can use the Force. It's a matter of both talent and training, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, it's like, how effective is she going to be? Maybe not. But, I mean, she's also a Mandalorian with Beskar armor, wielding a lightsaber. I would still be a little concerned if I was <laughs> to a conflict with yeah. Just a regular Mandalorian, and we've seen her with the dark saber in the past, so we know that she can at least hold her own, right? With a blade as well. So, yeah. But about the Anakin stuff, the the really important <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. First of all, let me just say, well, actually, let me give the thing I hated the most when he showed up at the end of Episode Four. I was like, "What in the uncanny valley is this face?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The weird aging they did for him initially. Yeah, that wasn't it. Like his face just didn't have enough lines. It was like, mm. oh, super smooth. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. too. It was too smooth. Yeah, I was. He got rid of the wrinkles, but he got rid of some of the natural, <laughs> the yeah. natural lines that are in people's faces. But other than that, I really actually liked how well they did. Even just the different hairstyles. If you go back and look at him mm-hmm. early on in the Clone Wars later on in the Clone Wars, and then him in what we assume is the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. I also really like how different he carried himself in each era. Yeah. Where he's pretending to be this young Anakin, he's pretending to be this less young Anakin, and then he's present Anakin, Vader, whatever. Yeah. Um, which I have a lot of thoughts about that because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like you think like Anakin killed the emperor. He's redeemed himself. He's become good. And all mm-hmm. this and except for the part where he was a literal space Nazi and yeah. killed probably hundreds of thousands of Nazis. <laughs> I mean, he didn't fire the Death Star. Like, <laughs> he was complicit, yes. you know, in the destruction of Alderaan. He tortured his own child. To be fair, he didn't know that she was his child, but still, yeah, you yes. know, not a good dude. Like that's that's what we're seeing. It's like Vader, not a good dude, and all of that is still in him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's oh, no, you're still, you're not this like paragon of light side Jedi. Get yeah, but I also don't subscribe to the whole idea. Like oh, he's both equal light and dark. Those balance. Like no, that's that's that's, <laughs> that's stupid. Um. Mm-hmm. But I really, I really enjoyed like how he confronted Ahsoka, like how he interacted with her, just how Hayden like carried himself differently in the different scenes, and 
Well, well, Combat, man. He still did the same lightsaber move, man. <laughs> yes. Well, let, let me pick your brain there on that because you brought up a good point here is post, you know, Return of the Jedi, he's in his last moments, he has, you know, basically tried to, you know, right his wrongs. In this world between worlds scenario that we're getting him here, we're assuming that this is him, his consciousness, right? Like this is him that we're seeing here. Is he... Is he a fresh new start? Not like a fresh, like he erases everything that he's done, but is he is now chosen to be a quote-unquote good guy in this afterlife, whatever we're calling this? Is he someone to be trusted in this, in this, you know, world between worlds? Is it someone that we can not, you know, adore or anything, but is it someone that we can, you know, have a positive light on? That's a very good question. I would say so because when, what he did save Luke was he gave into and yeah. he acted on the love of his love for his son rather than everything else was this fear and anger, you know, the whole dark side shenanigans. And Ahsoka's another person who he really deeply loved and cared for. Yeah. You know, it when he shows up immediately, he's like, Hey Snip, I'm like, yo. <laughs> like that's not like like, you know, that's him being yeah, endearing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think like no matter what, it's like there's it's a little bit more gray, you know, like it's not like this binary of like light side, dark side. He's like you're a person I care about. I want to finish your training, so to speak, you know. Mm-hmm. And set her up to move forward. He doesn't want her to be held on and burdened. Um and actually you know, because a lot of people talk about like, because, you know, we're kind of mirroring a lot of stuff from the old Heir to the Empire books that came out starting in like 91. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that happened in that era was Vader had appeared to Leia, but not to Luke. Mm. And Luke had had some issues with it and later theorized that like it was because he had closure and Leia did or something like that. It's a little fuzzy. I read this like 20 years ago. You know? <laughs> um, but it's kind of the same same thing. It's like Ahsoka's kind of seeing that that spot where it's like she doesn't have closure. You know, yeah. she's got yeah. this these struggles, this anger, this resentment, this fear. Mostly fear. Fear of becoming like Anakin, fear of missing things she cares about, you know, fear of a loss of control. And you know that's actually sending her down that path because that's the same thing that got Anakin. It was mm-hmm. fear. It was fear. It was fear of losing Padme, you know, all the other folks. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I really enjoy it. I think we will see him again. Yeah, um, yeah. I agree, yeah. I hope we, I hope we see him again. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I also think that this really changed the perspective of a lot of people or when Lucas had done the special editions of Return of the Jedi and like changed it to Anakin instead of gosh, whatever his name was, I'm forgetting his name who played Anakin. Oh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember his name, but yeah. Um, well, like now it's like, oh, this actually makes sense because now you're seeing Anakin as Anakin, right? Mm-hmm. Not some random old dude with hair. Well, it makes sense. Like it's not, it wasn't the age thing. It's, it's, it's the reason why Obi-Wan wasn't changed to Ewan McGregor. It, it's, mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with age. It's who he was. When was he last good or right. somewhat of yeah. that resemblance? Yeah. I mean, when did Anakin last have most of his limbs? <laughs> oh! <laughs> that's low. That's low. That's low. Man, I'm just saying 
if I had a choice, be like, man, the last time I remember looking like a real human was this. Yeah. I'm going to appear. Obi-Wan turned him into Torso Boy and set him on fire. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? Sebastian Shaw. That's who it was. Mm. Yep. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. I, any prediction? Ooh, let me try to word again. Predictions on where we're going with this. I think I was actually really surprised that we didn't get like a like a one face like scene of uh, Thrawn at the very end. Yeah. Uh, but like Justin said, we only got three more episodes, so they're going to the next episode for sure. Do, you, do we, we know that Dave Filoni's working on a movie that's going to kind of collide all of the Mandovers as we're calling it. Yeah. Do we, here's a question. Do we see there being a season two? And if so, what kind of ending are we going to have in this show? Hmm. I don't know, and I'm, <laughs> I have I'm so happy with that. The fact that I have no idea where things That's, are going. Yeah, there's like, no like clear picture like if it's gonna be just like an ending Thrawn, and you know that that's we're just gonna be cool with that. If it's just gonna set up the next movie, I mean not next movie, but it it's gotta set up something at this yeah. point. Like no way they're gonna just be like, hey, here's Thrawn for two and a half episodes. He's off the board, you know, like yeah. Mm -hmm. Because but, 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 but could they though? Could, could you imagine though? Like how would they how would they wrap that up? Like yeah, I, it, they it would just be like it would have to be like some Snoke nom. Like well, right. Whoop. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, to be fair, I loved that. I thought that that was great, and it set up a really good third movie that just never happened. Um, but we were not complaining about that really good episode. No, <laughs> do not. No, well, no. It was, and here, here's where I could be excited for where this could potentially go. Is if Ahsoka season two is essentially us versus Thrawn, then I'm down for it. Like, let's let's have a series about it. How is this going to happen? Because you don't get a lot of information about the time between uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. So this yes. could be a, a fleshing out that I wouldn't mind that they kind of, yeah. you know, even made some movies about. Like, I, I'm okay with that if they want to flesh it out. I think we could get more resolve as to why Ahsoka wasn't there in this last trilogy part. Like, does she die? Is she somewhere else? Is she we stuck in this place? Yeah. You know, I think, what, what, are you, what are you making that face for? I mean, I do, I do just want to, like, say, like, the thing that is really hard to remember in Star Wars is the galaxy is huge. Like, well, man, yeah, like, hell. Yeah, it's like people like, it's, it's funny because people be like, oh man, we're like, all these Jedi survived. It's like diminishing, you know, the impact of Order 66. I'm like, man, if 100 Jedi survived Order 66, that's still. It's nothing. That's nothing. That's a spec. Like 1%. Yeah. A, a Order 66 would have been 99% effective if 100 Jedi survived. Yeah. Like that, that's not like it's not a significant number given the size of the order and the size of the galaxy. So it's very well possible that she could have just been off doing her own thing because mm -hmm. it's the same thing. Like, oh, where was Ahsoka during this? Or where was, mm -hmm. you know, this person? I'm like, on another planet. I don't know where it's <laughs> yeah. happening. Like, the galaxy is huge. Like, there's everyone's like, act like, it's like, oh, you're in America and you're in Canada. It's like, Facts. no, there's <laughs> like, there's social media to keep up with everything that's going on. Like, no. <laughs> Communication is as effective yeah. as our you know, real life as being like yeah. yes, they get across greater distances and during you know hyperspace travel, but don't get me started on the physics implications of that. But <laughs> it's like it's not like this wide knowledge of what is happening yeah. on all at, at once because there are thousands. Right. Well, and if you look at the galaxy map. 
very much you cut it down the center, mostly everything occurs on the eastern side of how the galaxy mm, laid out. Yeah, that's so a good point. Very uncharted. So it's like someone could be hanging out on a planet out there and just being like, yeah, I'm off. Yeah. Living on my farm. It, it, and, yeah. and not to dig too much further into this because we got to move on, but I, I would honestly like this, even this whole big Thrawn, big bad guy thing, like this would be an exciting time because you got like what, 20 years between Return of the Jedi and, and Force Awakens, like give or take. Yeah. You know, like what, 15, 20, something around there? Like Ray is young, like. I, don't uh, know. I think like 30. Yeah, so you got some time to play with here. And so I wouldn't mind if the future of Star Wars was this for a Going while. Like, banks, yeah. like, don't make it about the Skywalkers. Don't make it about, you know, all that. But, like, mm-hmm. they have set up a good foundation here for us to explore the Mando, you know, like, truly Mandalore culture and, mm-hmm. and let that be a center focus for a while. Sabine, like, honestly, that could be a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, could, I could see that going far. Yeah, I agree. Just don't make anything stupid again. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping that they will stop reacting to random internet pressure and keep trying yes. to make like that's yes. the whole reason why Rise of Skywalker was what it was. But I still maintain that The Last Jedi was a great movie and that the middle movie of a trilogy is ultimately judged by how the trilogy Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if they would have treated the whole trilogy as The Last Jedi, I think it would have been a fantastic trilogy. Yeah. I think I think it would have been truly groundbreaking mm-hmm. but we got what we got we got what we got and you know what at the end of the day still star wars, hey, and star wars. this is true this true. is true champagne problems right that's, right. that's what we're here like pizza is bad it's still pizza thanks <laughs> i remember seeing that force awakens trailer for the first time like oh, oh man yeah. this is great <laughs> this is great this is great uh, yeah little do we know that's fine <laughs> <laughs> I have Kevin Feige making it a long-term plan. Right, facts. <laughs> All right, guys. On that note, let's end this segment. We're talking about our reviews, and, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to talk about some previews and predictions. All right, everybody. We're back. Uh, as Justin, or excuse me, as Jordan uh, so eloquently noted, we spent about 20 <laughs> minutes talking about one episode of uh, Soda yes. here. <laughs> uh, so let's wrap this up quickly here. Let's talk about some trailers that we watched, some new things that are right around the corner. Uh, starting off with the show that I believe is coming out first uh, in all this is Loki Season 2, right yes. around the corner. Um, we got ourselves a... Guys, I I rewatched it again today twice, and I'm like, okay, I did not ex- like, I didn't realize how excited I was about it until uh-huh. I watched it again. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm just, I don't, I don't have a lot of detailed thoughts that I want to give. I'm just ready for it. Yeah, and I like, you know, it's Loki, so it's kind of just gonna be. You could kind of tell it's just gonna be all over the place, you know, especially with. It seems like Loki's dealing with some time travel issues. Uh, I don't know if that's like. His past self showing up and his right. future self showing up. I think as you, you kind of see the dynamic in the trailer, but um, that ending of uh, Ant Man, you know, teasing the whole like, you know, uh, what is he? What is his version? This version of Kang? Uh, oh, um, Victor? Is it Victor? No. Somebody Google it. Uh, anyways, okay. I I didn't see the trailer. I am so lost. I was oh, lost. this was Ant Man. I'm talking about the Ant Man credit scene. Oh, Oh yeah, uh, the oh the conqueror, the, yeah, not the conqueror. Um, we had Ortis. We had oh, that's uh, it. Uh, 
yeah, it was with Morbius and Loki showing up, and they were like, oh, that's, yeah, that's him, that's him. Uh, can't remember. Uh, the, sorry, the, the right Morbius, not Mobius. Yes. Morbius? Mobius. Mobius, not Morbius. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nope. <laughs> Uh, no, but the trailer, it just seems like it's kind of all over the place, but not giving away a, a ton. Um, I'm excited. They came out with a new trailer, like, but I didn't I watch like it. about the trailers lately, not yeah. being. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I'm really excited about Jonathan Majors. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him fleshed out in a series. Uh, we didn't really get that with, the, obviously, with the first season. And with Ant-Man, it's kind of lackluster. And so... With this, I'm excited to see Jonathan Major stretch out his acting and see what he does in this show. And then also, um, let's talk about uh, our guy. Uh, I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna pronounce this wrong again. K. Hugh Kwan, uh, the guy who uh, who uh, played um, ah, what's his name? I don't um, know, but it's in everything. Indiana Jones. Um, short round. Yeah. And and everything everywhere all at once. No. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Justin, nothing. Nothing here. No, you never. You haven't seen everything everywhere all at once. No, I haven't seen it. Well, there's I'm our first us. sin. There's our Jesus. first uh, assault here. Wow. Oh my God, man. Wow. Get cultured, bro. Wow. Now I'm not here for for free. <laughs> you know. Now, now I, I know only, what to insult I you only with. Rent, I can only rent so many movies, man. <laughs> bro, let me get you access to my server. Okay, you can watch all the movies you want. Yeah. What is that even on HBO? Oh, wait, actually, it's on Paramount Plus. There you go. Get yourself, get, get, watch it, watch it. We got it. Um, so anyways, uh, but uh, regarding what you were saying about time travel, I got, you guys ever watch Edge of Tomorrow? Uh, no. Tom, Tom Cruise, he gets like, there's this alien invasion. That came out like 2009. Uh, it's an older movie, right? Yeah, 2010s, I think. I don't okay, yeah, I think I remember. I yeah. think I remember. It, it's based off of a Japanese light novel called All You Need to Kill. Yeah. And so he he gets um, these aliens can time travel, but like not in the way you think. They can basically go back in time and relive like moments, and that's how they dominate. Is like if they make a mistake and they get killed, then they get to relive it over again. So every time they get killed, they just restart for the day prior. And so Tom Cruise's character basically like he somehow gets his blood mixed up with the one the alien blood and he's able to every time he dies go back 24 hours and that's kind of the vibes i got in this trailer ah. is where it seems like he's re-encountering himself in different situations and in different times and so ah. i don't know if it's the same thing or not but that's the vibes i got i from like it. that that's that's pretty dope um you didn't catch that yeah um anything else about this guy's his name victor timely say what Am I? Am I? I'm trying to think of Jonathan, the version of Kang, like this version of Kang from the whatever the 16, 1800s. I can't remember his name. Um, oh, um, I feel like it's Victor Timely. I don't know why that's coming out. I don't know. No, that wouldn't be surprising because uh, Timely comic. Uh, you're correct. It is Victor Timely. Uh, yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, good, good Timely comic, but Marvel was before it was yeah. Marvel. Mm. Yeah, that's a whole thing because he takes over. I know, like, it's I don't know what comic, but he takes over a whole town, and that's like you know how he starts his whole well, this version at least starts right. his own, you know, conquering. Yeah, yeah, Miss Minutes is back. She's back. She's <laughs> back. All right, any thoughts about it? Moving on, McDonald's, Sylvie's working at McDonald's. Yeah, all right. 
Let's talk about the marbles. Justin doesn't know. Like, what? <laughs> I forgot. I forgot the trailer came out, and when I was watching my trailers in preparation for this, I totally forgot about Loki. Yeah, it's all good. Let's talk about the marbles, guys. Danvers is back. Uh, we got we got the whole crew here. Uh, I'm gonna dive into it. Is Danvers wielding the power stone and a warhammer in this trailer? Anyone catch that? No. It no. looks like it. It looks. I've watched it slow down. The hammer is um. It's the same. It's the same kind of hammer that that Ronan the. That's accuser what I'm had. talking about. Yeah, but uh, all the accusers have it. Um. Oh, okay. So it's not just special to him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, gosh, I forget what the hammer's called. Because, like in the comic, Carol has a sister who's a Cree. Um, Carol is half human, half Cree, which is why things worked out the way they did. But yeah. for accident. Um, and he has uh, and she has the same kind of weapon. Okay. But the whole comic Marvel stuff is, and uh, that's wow. There's a whole lot going on. Well, that's my point here because the villain of this movie is Darbin. That's what it's called. The universal what? weapon. Called the universal weapon. Got it. So the villain of this movie, Darbin, uh, originally in the comics, it's a dude. Uh, but obviously here, do you feel like maybe they're twisting up the story again, and this is going to be her sister? Mm. Uh, no. No, you don't no, see no. Come on, they've done they've done crazier things. They have. <laughs> they have, they have done crazy, but not, I don't I don't see it happening. I feel like, like honestly, I feel like her sister was probably introduced too recently in the comics that made it. Mm. Okay. Uh, I might be wrong on my timelines because time is weird at this age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know. I'm not that super excited about this movie. No, I'm not. Just how about you? I'm I'm very excited about it. It looks fun. First of all, I'm, it looks fun. I yeah, that's that was my thought too. Yeah. Give me more Miss Marvel. Uh, Bell Villani, Amon Villani. She's she's great. Yeah, I love her. Um, I can't wait to see her actually, dynamic. They actually just co-wrote a uh, Miss Marvel comic. Ooh, cool. fancy. Uh, because in the comics they killed Miss Marvel and they revived her as a mutant. You know why not? She's gonna be hybrid. It's a whole. It's a whole thing. Um, it literally just happened like last month. Uh, but that's what she, she wrote a comic, which was okay, which was dope. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for more of her. Um, Monica Rambeau is one of my favorite comic book yeah, characters. She's dope. I'm excited about her. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that we get some some un some new characters who we haven't seen yet. I'd love to see. I I want Blue Marvel. That's what I want. I want Blue Marble. Go <laughs> and moving the marbles. Give me Blue Marble. You know, it is, it is surprising that they haven't really touched on, like, space Marvel yet. Like, mm-hmm. as much as, like, Guardians kind of does. But, like, yeah. they really, they could flesh out a whole phase of Marvel with, with out, out there. Yeah, like, they, they could. True. I mean, they did use Phi Lavelle at the end of the Marvels. Mm-hmm. They did. Um, who is... Many people to hold to have a Marvel title. She's the son of Marvel, the original yeah. Captain comic. And then there's Janice Bell, who's oh, she's the daughter. Sorry, Janice Bell is the son. You know, there's all these other Marvels. There's Novar, alternate reality Captain Marvel, and it, mm-hmm. it's 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 as a lot. There's a lot. And then he's his other son, who's half roll, half free, who's the emperor of both empires. And yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 it. indeed, indeed. All right, guys. Any other final thoughts before we move forward? Yes, sir. 
All right, let's wrap this up with our last little trailer here, and that is about our guy Aquaman. Jason Momoa is back. He is the uh, king of Atlantis. Um, he's and, a father. And, yeah, and he's a father. Who's the mother? What's her name? Are, are we Are we actually expecting that? Are we? Are we? Because we know that she's not going to be in this film very much. I saw uh, it. There she was in one shot of the trailer. It's consistently Vera in the comic, you know. So, I mean, that's kind of what I see. I also never saw the first Aquaman, so. <laughs> my man, <laughs> bro. Wow. <laughs> what are we oh, doing here? Wow. You know my feelings on the, the DCU. Aquaman was worthy. Aquaman was worthy. I, yeah, it was pretty good. I, I think. I, I have to say this trailer was very uninspiring. It's like. This trailer was like, man, we know this universe is getting reset. We're just phoning it in. That's how I felt about the trailer. I did have, mm-hmm. Yeah, I did have that vibe. I, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Manta kind of fully fleshed out in this one. But other than that, I'm like, this is where it ends. This let's is where it's over with. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is where it ends. Let's, let's go on yeah. now. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing else really about that. Uh, yeah. There's that clip that you're talking about with Amber Heard. Like, it looked like she was like banging on glass. Like, mm-hmm. is this death? Is that how they <laughs> kills her? <laughs> I. Another- in prison for people. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> even a thing in the movie, I don't even know. Right, it's true. Yeah. Well, guys, right. on that note, I got nothing else to say about yeah. Aquaman. <laughs> nothing. I think. Nothing. I will say that the the uh, those creatures from 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 the deep those those look cool. Um, <laughs> they they were cool in the comic. Will they be cool in the movie? Probably not. But hey. <laughs> You know, I yeah, think they, they look cool. Yeah. So well, there was a chance. Well, what's the director's name? Is it James? Is it Juan or what's his name? Hold on, I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I like him. I think he does really good, really good stuff. Um, so I, I'm not like I'm not saying this is gonna be bad or anything. I think it's gonna be fun, kind of like yeah. the, the Marvels. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be what it is. But like, I don't, and I don't expect it to be a masterpiece. But I think it's gonna be a fun, you know, cinema flick kind of thing. Yeah. Hey, you know, he directed that was a masterpiece though. Did he direct it? No, he didn't. We talking about? It produced Megan, the movie, the, oh. the little girl. I've never watched girl. it. It's fantastic. I, I you're not the first, you know, I don't want to take the time to watch that movie, but <laughs> you you and many people have really told me, like, any and the, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, what is the rating on that? I don't know. I think it was in the 90s. Megan? Yeah. And I was like, what? It's 93%. Yeah. Uh, I it, laughed at it when I watched the trailer in the theater. I did not think it was going to be good. I watched it at a friend's house, and I was... Isn't um, that produced by... Uh, what's his name? Jordan Peele's Bloom, uh, something house. I think they produced it, if I'm not wrong. Uh, Productions? Yeah. That's cool. I forgot. There's one more thing we got to talk about. I don't know if you watched a trailer for this yet, Justin, but Gen V. Gen V. Haven't watched the trailer, but yes. Uh, um, it's coming. I am more 29th. intrigued by the trailer. Mm-hmm. I thought I would have been by the show, the premise. It looks like it'll be good. It looks like it might be like a one-season thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the thing that I really appreciate is that it... Um, Occurring at the same point in time because you see what's her face mm-hmm. president. I thought it was going to be like a prequel kind of thing. It's like, oh no, this is parallel. It can do some more world building. But Genevieve, for the people who don't know, is 
in the boys universe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think it could be good. It could be mm. good. Or it might be like a CW level drama and it'll be trash. <laughs> no, 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 see that, no, 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 I have to acknowledge the possibility. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give more faith into those writers than <laughs> you're giving acknowledge. them right now. <laughs> I can't stand no, no, no. I'm not saying I check <laughs> that. I am, I I not. A, it's not a non-zero possibility. Drama, <laughs> man. I know they're in college, but maybe they're not teenagers. Early, like, late yeah. teens, early. But still, they got this soap opera. You know, <laughs> with lots of them. Jesus. On that note, I think it's wise that we end this show before I start throwing something at Justin here. Guys, thank you all again for yes. listening to this podcast. Uh, guys, be sure to do subscribe and leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform. And also, do not forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, at, at Always More Pod. Jordan, where can we find you, man? You can find me at Jordan CRTV everywhere. Uh, Justin, how about you, man? I am Justin is Theory, just about there. And you can find me on pretty much everything at Timothy Lutti. That's L-I-E-C-H-E-Y. Thank you all again for listening and for being a part of the conversation. And remember, there's always more than this. Bye, everybody. Bye.